You are listening to the Therefore I Geek podcast, episode number 15. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Therefore Our Geek. I'm Andrew. And I'm Tracy. And today we're going to be talking about the two season premieres, uh, in one case a series premiere, for Gotham and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. So I think we're going to go ahead and start with uh, with, with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., correct? Yes, let's start That's with what we them. talked about. Um, so why don't you go first? Tell me what you thought. Um. I enjoyed it. You know, it's 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 a first episode for a season, so there's a lot left open so far. Yeah. Um, I think in general, there, there's some there's some some seemingly repeat stuff in terms of in terms of feel, not necessarily strictly re- being re- repeated. Uh, and we'll see we'll kind of see where that goes. Uh, I like some I like some of the new cast additions. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, the one thing that I kind of wanted at the end of season one was for them to kind of mature as a show. It felt like a very juvenile show at first. I don't mean juvenile in that it was for a juvenile audience, but as in a young show, a baby show um, that hadn't quite uh, found its wings yet, so to speak. And to some extent, I saw that. The first thing that I was looking at was Sky, because she was hands down the most annoying character in season one for me. I could not stand her actress. She just everything was kind of overstated and underdelivered. And I, I even wrote down, eh, I think Sky is annoying as always, and I crossed it out twice. By the next scene, and went, nope, she's actually improved as an actress. So I really was pleased that um, some of the actors, especially the younger actors, are are definitely maturing. And turning out to be well, quite good. You, and you mentioned the show being juvenile. I think one of the things that both hurt and helped the show is its is its tie in and its close nature to Captain of America. Captain America. In the first season, uh, yeah, yeah, because after Winter Soldier, the show got really good really fast, but it had mm-hmm. to get there first. It was waiting for that release date, and there was a fair amount in there that just didn't didn't matter nobody cared about and so while the show was really good afterwards it was it it had a rough start up to up until then yeah i would agree with that so one of the more interesting things is some of the uh additional uh casting outside of our our standard uh crew of 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 shield agents uh we have lucy lawless coming on She's joining the cast, but I didn't see her in this episode. Did I miss her? Yes, you really you must have really missed her. Um Who did she play? So hang on. So for anybody who hasn't seen these episodes, we'll go ahead and put out a spoiler warning here. Whoops. Yeah. Uh and we will go ahead and give you a couple seconds if you want to stop, go ahead and stop or keep listening. Okay, that's good enough. Um <laughs> It's not that far, hard to find the stop button, people. Really, it's not. No, Lucy Lawless was the one, was the other, the older female agent 
working for working for them now. She's the one who grabbed the the thing, and it started doing something to her hand. I th- no, that's Haley Atwell. No, Haley Atwell is, is so going back to the oh the no, first, sh- I'm sorry, yeah, the you're first right. scene, yeah, yeah, you're right. Although, hey, you bring up Haley Atwell, so let's talk about Haley Atwell for a second. What did you think of that opening scene? I actually really liked it. They did a great job. I don't know what amount of budget they threw at that thing, but it looked good. Um, the uniforms look good. The I, I love the attitude. I love the attitude. Um, just really, to be totally honest, I was hoping that that's kind of how the rest of the episode would go. Um, it was ever so slightly more disappointing than that, but still, really enjoyed that. Well, so also, what they're doing there? Sorry, go what ahead. What they're doing there is uh, they're getting us ready for Agent Carter come the new year. That's gonna be uh. that's the new the other new Marvel series. So she'll she'll be coming back, and it looks like it's going to be set in that same time period. So we're going to get more of the Howling Commandos. Very so cool. So some more Dum Dum Dugan, some more uh, Jim Morito. Yeah. Oh, also, really quick here, while we're talking about casting and we're talking about that scene, did you recognize the um, the big bad uh, Daniel Whitehall? From what do you mean recognize. He's from a whole lot of other Joss Whedon products, pro- products, projects, including um, Dollhouse originally, and then also he was most recently on Much Ado About Nothing, Reed Diamond. Yeah, he's... I vaguely remember him from 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 Much Ado About Nothing. I, again, I've never seen Dollhouse, so that's true. That's true. Um, I do love Joss Whedon's loyalty to his what they call Joss Whedon alumni. Um, he had J. August Richards on the very first season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and now he's got Reed Diamond. I'm really kind of hoping that I'll see other people from other Whedon projects. So, Yeah, and I was a little dis- disappointed about the new super-powered villain only because he felt a lot like Deathlock. Okay, I was... Yeah, I wasn't going to talk about him just yet, but he was mostly to me just annoying i don't know there, he wasn't intimidating at all to me just plain annoying and the whole end thing was such a cop-out with the rubber hand Ugh. sorry i, I don't know i call it a cop-out but i realized they only had 50 minutes but still well and and i think we'll kind of get we'll see some of the differences here that's kind of the difference between gotham and and agents of shield here this is episode two of, or episode one of season two this mm-hmm. is not a pilot. This is they're not trying to do as much. That's true. Um and and that's okay. I guess the pacing just felt a little rushed. Um but yeah. So I I wasn't super thrilled with this this big bad guy, but I am super excited that the very final scene Reed Diamond shows back up. So Whitehall's going to appear again at least in Agents of Shield if not um moving on to the new Agent Carter stuff. No, I I expect he'll be this season's big bad guy for Agents of Shield. Cool. I'm glad. Um, I love him. And of course, we had we had more Patton Oswalt. Yes, he's always a favorite. Yeah, he was a lot of fun. Um, I think he's going to kind of be the uh, uh, pushing on the uh, the life model decoys here. I think that's where he's going with. They're going with that. Okay. What did you think of um, Clark Gregg's um, Phil his or the Phil Coulson kind of change in demeanor? Because he's he went from being really bouncy and happy and excited at the beginning of season one, by now I'm, I'm he's been through a lot of trauma, of course with Hydra. Yeah, but, but that, that was that wasn't an, that wasn't an immediate change. That's been that changed over the entirety of the first season, especially the last few episodes, mm-hmm. where Shield has just come crashing down around him. So everything he he believes in, everything he loves, and his 
you know, kind of dedicated his life to is, is burning down around him. And he's doing his damnedest to keep his head together. Unlike, you know, Fitz. Yeah, that's... I'm curious to see where they're going with that. It didn't occur to me that he she was in his head. No, that was a nice twist. It, and they did it really well. Like, the reveal was yes. was very crisp. I liked that a lot. The re- not just the reveal, but the entire way they played it through the episode, where it actually seemed like she was there. Mm-hmm. And he in his head, he's hearing not what he thinks she is, but he's hearing her like he's yeah that the character is not any different just because she's in his head yeah exactly i I know you started watching farscape how far did you get on that not very far so not not to spoil this too bad for you but there's a point where um scorpius is inside Crichton's head Mm -hmm. and scorpius in his head is different than scorpius outside of his head okay and 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 you notice that yeah, they're similar, but they're not the same. Mm-hmm. Especially, especially the further down the series you get, the the crazier. Uh, the Scorpius in his head, he called Harvey, the reference to the uh, the imaginary bunny the guy sees. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, so he calls him Harvey. So the difference between Scorpius and Harvey uh, becomes more and more apparent as the se- season goes on. But it was, or as the show goes on, but it was, it, it it's kind of the opposite of that, and it was nice. I thought it was well done in, in Agents of Shield. Yeah. Yeah, I I really appreciated that little um, subplot. Other subplot: Sky and oh man, I'm gonna forget his name. Grant Ward, Agent Ward. What did you yes, think of that? Yes, that's 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 gonna get weird. I just I really feel there's something bizarre gonna happen there. Thank you. I think the same thing. I one of my biggest complaints with Agents of Shield all through season one was that. This is a show with a whole lot of pretty people. I mean, dude, the the top four young people on the team look like they could be siblings. I don't know about so. I mean, I think they're all good looking. I don't know about siblings though. Um, Sky and Grant look exactly alike. They they definitely look like siblings. Um, and I actually thought. I mean, obviously their last names are different, but I thought Fitz and Simmons were at least somehow related cousins or something, which obviously they're not. They're probably in love, but that's a whole different. A whole different plot. Anyway, so uh, that that does feel weird, and I have this feeling that they're going to have they're going to string it out with Sky going to visit him periodically to get info and that kind of thing, and it's going to be awkward. And then what it is it that he wanted to tell her? Uh, yeah, that's that'll be interesting. Yeah, though I mean I do like the fact that you know you assume kind of the standard trope that oh they're going to have this back and forth. You know, are they going to have a relationship? Are they not? Are they? Are they not? Are they, you know, just, mm-hmm. you know, string that out over seasons like most dramas do. Uh, and they didn't do that. And I was, I thought that was a nice, a nice change. Well, so far, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll see. But I mean, it's certainly, this is certainly a different direction to take that in than, than most shows would take it. Okay, so you're the, you're the comic book guy. And I'm going to I'm going to admit to not knowing something here. Um, once you've become Hydra, can you ever not be Hydra? Can they kick Hydra out of his head? He's not brainwashed. OK, I mean, can they convert him? Whatever. Has there any been anybody that was Hydra and then decided not to be or whatever? Yeah. OK. Uh, it looks like they're going to. I mean, that's probably what like they're, they're introducing. Um, I don't know about that because it looks like they're going to introduce Mockingbird. Um, I did see that. I saw the casting for that. Right. So, and, and from what I'm from what I'm reading, it looks like she's going to be start off as the head of Shield or head of Hydra, 
security, then come over to Shield. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm um, really interested to see where I'm this. I'm fairly goes. certain Mockingbird is a blonde, though. So casting is a little off on that, but eh, whatever. They've been they've been pretty decent so far. I really like Melinda May as um or uh, Ming Na Wen as yeah. Melinda May. Yeah, that's probably my favorite casting decision so far. Really like that. Um, yeah. So about the. Uh, did you see any inconsistencies in this? In this, I was looking for them, so I found them. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't look for them. And you and I have had this argument many times. You tend to nitpick your entertainment far too much, in my opinion, whereas I tend to just let it happen. Well, the two big things that I saw were, so they're penetrating a building as secure as the Pentagon or close to it, and they're looking for this top secret box, which they're not supposed to do. And as they're going down the aisles in between these big giant shelves full of different things, this guy's going along touching the boxes as he goes down the aisle, touching them with his whole hand, pressing his hand up against hard plastic or metal or whatever these things are made of, leaving prints just there. Hey, prints. So that's nice. I think you're... You're way too in the weeds on that one. They already know who's breaking into the building. Yeah, but if you're ever going to be convicted of it, they need actual tangible evidence. I I really don't think they're worried about conviction as opposed to uh, being shot. I still wouldn't be touching the boxes. That's just me. I think think you're a little in the weeds on that one. Um, I I, I was kind of hoping for a little bit more of an Indiana Jones-sized repository of crap. Yeah, it was kind of small. Yeah, I was kind of hoping for like end of end of um, Raiders of the Lost Ark style, uh, you know, space. I mean, I understand, you know, you know, it's a TV budget; they've only got so much room, but that would have been yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, and also, I think it's funny that Sky managed to take down the, the military with um, tech, some kind of a tech weapon that goes pew pew. <laughs> that was funny. Sorry, I got a laugh out of that one. I don't remember. I'll have to watch that because it, I think it's amusing. I don't remember that part though. It, I mean, it was a tech version of Pew Pew, but that's what it, that's what it did. Um, okay. So that was funny. So yeah. So that's that was uh, pretty much all I have to say about Agents of Shield. All right. So that was Agents of Shield. So what about Gotham? This is, I I much preferred Gotham actually, and I have a, a really good reason that I I sat and thought about it for a little while. I I could not put my finger on it for a while, and I did by the end. Gotham to me is a much better show. It's gritty. It's dark. It's not particularly overacted, although there are one or two pretty melodramatic moments. The, like the pep talk between uh, Gordon, Detective Gordon and um, young Bruce Wayne. Right at the beginning, I thought, oh, it's a little too early in the show for a pep talk. But that's okay, um, because the rest of the show was really, really yeah, good. Yeah, but that's been there for a while. That, that, that conversation when he puts his coat around him and, and talks to him, mm-hmm. that's been around for... that. That idea's been around for a while, at least since Batman Begins, I think before that even. Okay, so th- that that was just canon, that basically is what they did yeah. there. Okay, so, all right, that's reasonable. So, I, I do appreciate the fact that, to a large extent, they stuck to canon. Mm-hmm, yeah. But at the same time, they weren't opposed to doing their own thing. Yeah. The, f- the, fact, the fact that they, um, you know, they went after the, the killer and they found the, the framed killer that quickly that was that was uh i don't think that was canon but it was good it, i think that was 
My only complaint about this episode really is I think it tried to do a little bit too much for a pilot. There was, it did kind of feel very long. Um, yeah, how it, long was it? It, it was only it went, an hour. No, no. It was a, I think they tried to cram too much into an hour. Oh. They went they went from the murder of the Waynes all the way through this whole thing. They could have they could have pulled that out over an episode or two. Yeah. Given us a little bit more character development and 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 it not felt rushed. Now, I think if they had done done more than certainly more than three, maybe even more than two on this, I think that would have been too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I think they just they had a lot they had a lot they wanted to do in in an hour and they just they 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 pushed through it as hard as they could. See, as someone who's not a DC fangirl and so doesn't know that much about back Batman's um, origin, I didn't feel rushed. I felt like the pacing was was perfect. But I was looking at it more from the I'm just a TV viewer and I'm enjoying this episode of this really awesome thing that I know ties into Batman. See, even as that, I felt I, I felt rushed. It just really? felt like I felt it felt like we went from we got introduced to a ton of characters. So yeah, many. You got, you got you got a lot. You just got a lot of a lot of stuff thrown at you at once. In addition to the plot, all the characters, they tried to get as much of the relationships in there as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was. I'm not saying they did. I'm not saying they did it badly or did it wrong. I'm just saying that I think they could have stretched that out and, and taken their time with a little bit more. Okay. I mean, I I can see that point. I didn't feel that way, but I could see how that would be that could possibly be a problem. But who knows? Maybe the whole season will be packed with action, and they just absolutely had to cram everything into the first episode, which would be cool. That would yeah. be fun. What about the casting? What did you think? These are all new um, actors for me, actors and actresses. So I'm coming into this with a completely fresh slate. So I liked I liked Gordon. I like Ben McKenzie's Gordon. Yep. He may be a little too good looking for Gordon, but I can live with that. Really? Okay. Well, Gordon's just kind of kind of your average dude. Yeah, very Gary Oldman. Yeah, no, I think yeah, actually no, actually I think Gary Oldman Gary Oldman I think is actually, was actually the perfect actor for yeah. for, for for Gordon. Uh Donald Logue as Harvey Bullock, I just can't get him out of my head as the dad from Grounded for Life. <laughs> he he sounded yeah, seemed it, a little out of place. He went from that yeah. goofy stoner yeah in that to this i'm not like he did a good job don't get me wrong it's gonna take me some time to purge that mental image though understandable what about um some of the other ones oh penguin did they do a prosthetic nose on him that no no human being should be born with that nose no it's gotta be it's gotta be yeah he was okay i'm kind of curious to see where they're gonna go with him i mean clearly they're planning to bring him back since we got that flash at the end oh no absolutely i just i'm curious to see what how they're gonna like not so much how they're going to bring him back. That, I mean, that's fairly obvious, but where they're going to take the character once he's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edward Nigma was kind of irritating. Yeah. I, he was, I think, the one character where I felt like they just threw him in there in order to say, oh, and here he is. Well, there, was um, another, there was another one that was thrown in there if you paid attention. Oh, maybe I missed it. Ivy? <gasps> oh! I, you know, and I looked at her I mean, and I thought, was, is it was that... A, it was a throwaway no. thing, but yeah. I was still like, Really? Yeah, we had to get like, it do all. To, do, in we there. In, do we have to introduce every Batman villain in an hour? <laughs> That's kind of how that felt. Um, you know, actually, I really liked who it's Alfred. Really? Uh, he wasn't. Well, he's he not Michael Caine, but yeah. Well, Michael Caine is awesome in whatever he does. 
um i just watched the cider house rules the other day terrible film it's awful so sappy but he was great in it um i didn't recognize jada pinkett smith at the t- uh, as fish mooney like I, I, I and but what did you think I, of her i thought it was good which is interesting because i don't usually like jada pinkett smith i i loved her character she was awesome she was all evil and stuff uh that's not a very good description but i really liked her i I really dug her character i i really liked the way that she got into it um like you said she didn't look anything like her like jada pinkett smith she was definitely in character i liked her relationships with everybody the way she interacted the way she kind of held the room she did a great job really really uh, i appreciated her there was something they did that I'm, I don't know how I feel about it exactly yet. The relationship between um, Renee Montoya yeah. and Barbara Keene. Yeah, that was, there's something going on there. Or was, there was at one time, well, obviously. going If you go back in the comics, I don't, I don't know about the New 52, um, but pre-New 52, Renee Montoya is a lesbian. Well, yeah, we, yeah. I didn't think there was another way to interpret that scene. No, no, no. I'm not saying that, but I, I, I don't know how that, I mean, that, that's, that's canon, but I don't know how that. Oh, how you're that, not sure uh, if she actually had a relationship with Barbara? I don't think that, I don't think that happened before, like, like in, in, in pre, pre new 52. Okay. But it might've happened in new 52 or else just didn't. Well, and I, they don't just even added. Know that, I don't even know that Renee Montoya has, is a lesbian in, in, in new 52. I'm, I'm a little out. Okay. On some of the bat titles, so it's a possibility that they just made it up for the show. Yeah, yeah, at least that relationship. Okay. Yeah, that might make things a little more interesting. It might. Uh, at one point, um, Rene Monto was actually it was the ex girlfriend of Batwoman. Oh. Batwoman. Yeah, Catherine huh. Kane. Yeah, no, I I knew who she was. I just didn't realize that she dated girls. At some that, point. that was in 52 okay like i said i don't read a ton of actually DC, no so. even even in the new 52 she um batgirl's also a lesbian not okay. batgirl batwoman i'm sorry okay yeah. yeah 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 that's what she said at first um yeah again i i don't know a whole ton of about dc so that's interesting okay what do you think of john doom this carmine falcone um he certainly feels like he could be a oh, gangster as far as the as far as the casting i think they did a great job don't get me wrong. He he embodies him really well. I'm really interested in how his, and again, this is coming from kind of a, I don't know anything about this whole relationship. Um, I'm interested to see how his character influences um, Gordon. I mean, I kind of, I figured that Gordon wasn't going to kill the penguin, obviously. That was right. Obvious. But... The guys makes a very convincing argument about um, their organized crime can't exist without law and order. Yeah, that, that's I can see that. Um, I, if no, you, you know, I've got to, I've got to give him a lot of credit. The writing in this was was really quite good. On, yeah, on point, definitely. Well, I was just gonna say there's um, there's a really renowned international relations or uh, national security writer named Tilly that does uh, that wrote a great article about. Um, the state is actually an organized crime unit. It's it's quite interesting. He draws parallels between the mafia and um and a nation a state, um and how basically a state creates a 
security problem and then promises you that you'll be safe from the state as long as you pay your taxes, you know. And I mean, if you think about it, the IRS is going to come after you if you don't. Um, so his his little quote there just kind of took me back to class. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Tangent there. <laughs> you really can't leave class. It's kind of I, I can't. It's, I. yeah. Um, I loved, loved, loved the scenes, um, the backgrounds in this episode. I loved, I'm, I'm, we've talked before about what Gotham City is supposed to be. It's mostly Chicago, right? Yeah. For the most part. And this, I mean, I've been to Chicago. I, I love Chicago. Chicago food is amazing. Um, and this felt like Chicago. There were a couple of... It, it certainly looked more Chicago than than other big cities. Yeah, definitely. It, cert- it certainly didn't look New York. There was one moment when um, they... He, I can't even remember what was going on, but I think it was... I think it's actually when Gordon and... Um, What's his partner's name? I'm sorry. Harvey Bullock. Bullock. Yeah, thank you. Um, when Bullock and, and Gordon are walking up to um, the door of the guy that um, they ended up fingering for the murder. And, Pepper. Um, Pepper, thank you. And they kind of they kind of pan back so that um, we're facing the uh, viewer is facing the two detectives, and behind them you see. Um, all these brownstones and the L, the elevated train. And I thought, right. that's Chicago right there. And then there was one other scene that was under an overpass. And you could see the metal going overhead. And it just, it was Chicago for a second there. Actually, it reminded me of um, that one scene in the Blues Brothers where all the cars pile up. <laughs> God, it's a great movie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I really, really was digging the, the sets. And um, also the inside of the Wayne uh, Manor nice it was very nice yeah classy it, w- it was classy it wasn't overly ornate it, it w- i don't know i i really enjoyed it really really liked yeah. it what, did you, what was there anything else that you noticed that you liked specifically um i kind of enjoyed the the scene the kind of the opening scenes with i guess it was the opening scene with selena kyle kind of running over the rooftops yeah. Okay. I forgot that, that she looked, was in that. That looked really nice. Also, I gotta say, the um, the kid playing uh, Bruce Wayne. Uh, <gasps> yes. Mazus. Let me look. Mazus. Yes. Mazus. Um, something like that. Yeah. That kid can scream. Holy shit. He can scream, and he. We've talked before about how child actors just shouldn't really exist. Um, they're typically not very good. He did a great job. I mean, I think they limited his role to what he could do, but he did it well. Um, he was very... Even his facial expressions were great. I really, really appreciated him. In, in, and I'm excited to see him do more stuff. Um, yeah, it should be pretty good. Oh, and, and yeah, I was going to say with um, Selena Kyle, it, the first... Uh, the first scene I got and, and the, the little cat was a nice touch to kind of let you know who she was but having her just kind of show up periodically just seemed very gratuitous just a little extra that didn't need to be there I mean they could have just know, saved that for another episode or two what could be interesting and, and we'll see what they do it could be interesting if we're almost watching a lot of this through her eyes okay I mean, obviously not literally but like almost from her perspective watching some of this some of this happen that w- that could be an interesting an interesting setup 
I don't know. I guess we'll, I'll have to see what they do with her character. Yeah. Well, it, it, we, it, it, they haven't my, developed my her was, at all. No, I'm not, they haven't developed anyone's character. I mean, that's just, it's a pilot. That's how it goes. No, I just think it would be interesting to see, and, and it fits with the show kind of from this street level yeah. view. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good pilot. We'll see how the rest of the se- the the rest yeah. of the season goes. Uh, there's probably enough Batman fans out there to, if nothing else, uh, propel it to to a second season. But yeah. We'll see how they maintain quality. Well, I really hope that they do. I mean, it it was nice. It, this was actually a pilot that delivered on did a little more than I even hoped. I mean, I didn't have high expectations. Don't get, I never do have a TV show. the The budgets in the first season are always so low. But I think I think it did quite well. The big difference between Agents of Shield and Gotham was the scope of the show. What I see is Agents of Shield is a little too ambitious. They're trying to have cloaking enabled um, jet airplane thing, whatever that was supposed to be. Um, they're trying to do all kinds of military stuff. That's expensive with this the Gotham show I mean all you had to do was have a couple of sound stages with some nice um, Wayne Manor style things and film at a couple of locations that were real life it's it's a cop yeah, uh, show well I, I think I think I think that's part of the part of the you're hitting on part of the difference but I think you're seeing it from kind of a negative in terms of the two just very different shows they're trying to accomplish different things yes they're they're in fact, to be perfectly honest Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is far more a superhero book, a superhero show, not a superhero book, superhero show. Even though its its main characters are normal people, mm-hmm. it's normal people inhabiting the world of the Avengers. No, I, I see that. I just think that it's a little bit too much for a TV show to take on. And then these the agents themselves are trying to live these slightly larger-than-life roles. And I, even in the acting, they'll, they'll kind of... Mi- it's almost like they're performing on a stage. Their their gestures are a little too broad and their statements are a little too um, absolute. This must happen immediately or else everyone will die. And I just go, that's ah, not quite believable. It's, the scope of the show is just a little too large. Well, I mean, again, I mean, you're, you're basically comparing what is a cop show to superheroes. Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm saying the cop show is more the speed of TV. Uh, for a real superhero thing, I think you have to have a movie. Right. And I don't think so. I mean, they did 10 seasons of Smallville. Yeah, Smallville was a terrible show. Sorry, obviously Smallville not. <laughs> obviously not, because it went for 10 years. Well, Supernatural's been on for nine. That's a terrible show, even but, I though mean, I watch it. Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, just because... I mean, well, I'm going to keep watching... Show ever. I know. I'm going to keep watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Don't get me wrong. I have every intention of continuing to watch, but it it just feels a little more forced than it than this new show Gotham which is I mean it's good it works out well for Gotham hopefully Fox doesn't cancel it 12 episodes in well actually what I do find a little interesting is that they decided to go with a mid-season launch for Agent Carter is it going to be on ABC as well yeah oh okay I I was just surprised that they decided not to I mean maybe there's going to be more tie-ins with you know, like the first, like that first scene. There's going to be more of those throughout the first half of, of oh, season two. Be, yeah, to build some hype. Well, yeah. also, is it going to be a shorter season one? Then are they just going to wrap up at the normal time and then have like a half? 
I yeah, I mean, I assume it's going to be a half season. Okay. I could be wrong, but but that that seems like a, a fairly safe assumption. I'm trying to think. I think NBC is the one that always gives you if it's a show that they're not sure about, they give you a break in the middle that's like two two months long. They did that with Grimm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's. They've NBC. been doing that with a lot of shows. That, that's that's, that's becoming more and more popular. Um, sci-fi used to do it all the time, and it used to piss me the ever loving hell off. Yeah. I want I wanted my damn Stargate. <laughs> Sons of bitches. They do that to Grimm a lot too, and I actually like that show. But then it's it's David Greenwald, and he worked with Joss Whedon, so it feels like Angel. So I love um, it. Now, in the same breath, though, you know, Sci-Fi could have done that with Battlestar and just never come back to it. I would have been perfectly okay with no more Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> uh, God, that, show, that, show, that was a show that jumped a shark, and then in case you missed the first time, jumped a couple more times just to be certain everyone saw it. That's hilarious I watched like three seasons of that thing it was fucking awful yeah actually the first season wasn't but so Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was okay Gotham was good I'm excited and we've got Agent Carter coming up Is what else are we doing is there are there any other superhero shows on I don't um, ever watch TV people because later I'm this later this year will school. be the Marvel Netflix series starting right. with daredevil yes i'm excited about that that's awesome plus if it's on netflix i can watch it on my own schedule which is better right and it's daredevil it'll be a lot daredevil will be a lot of fun i think i hope so i did not like well i don't like ben affleck in general so it, this has nothing to do with any character he plays it's that i don't like the actor so i wasn't as yeah super fan although looking back i think i think most people agree that ben affleck did the best job he could with the crap he was given well, yeah, it was a terrible movie. It really was. But I, th- I think taking a more street level view of of some of those characters, uh, of Daredevil, of Luke Cage, of Iron Fist, uh, and Jessica Jones, that's going to be a lot of fun. Like, it's a much better way to look at those people, um, and then combining them for the Defenders will be will be freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. All right. So, what have you been into? <laughs> well, as you may bum, have bum, noticed, bum, bum. <laughs> I've been reading a lot of stuff for class. So, I've read Francis Fukuyama, The Origins of Political Order. I've read Bates, Prosperity and Violence. Norman I've been Bates? reading... No, not Norman Bates. Um, <laughs> who is this guy? He knows about violence, though. Robert Bates. It's probably his cousin. Um, by marriage. <laughs> Um, what else? Um, I've been reading, oh, I read a couple of books by Machiavelli, The Prince, which I've read like three times at this point, and then different translations. And then I read, um, Discourses on Livy, which Livy was a Greek philosopher and Machiavelli basically wrote a chapter by chapter refutation of what Livy wrote. It's really fun. <laughs> and then. It's nice, it's nice to know that's not a modern concept. Though, not at all. Though. The set, you know, the 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 word by word uh, refutation. Yeah. Oh, he 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 enjoyed it too. Um, Machiavelli's funny. He's a funny guy. If you ever read his stuff, he puts some really dry, sometimes gallows humor in there. It's great. Um, I mean, I probably should I probably should read it just because my only real experience with Machiavelli is uh, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> totally. Not not exactly the same character. I'll just put it that way. Um, you know, I don't. Well, he's not an assassin, but I don't know. They actually do a decent job with with incorporating. I mean, it's historical fiction, obviously, but mm-hmm. you know, I mean, especially someone like Machiavelli, whose work is out there. Yeah. Oh no, 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 
no, I'm not saying it's totally it's totally different, but I think Machiavelli is a little bit more nuanced than popular culture tries to make him. Probably. But I mean, I also am sitting under a guy that adores Machiavelli, so we spent way more time than we probably should have talking about it. And then right. I just started Hobbes's Leviathan, and the Cambridge edition that I'm reading does not have standardized spelling, and it is driving <laughs> me up a wall. <laughs> I'm so, so frustrated. Oh, that may have just made my night. (laughs) So anyway, so that's happening. Um, uh, Oh, and the other day I just... Next time I see you, you're going to have like chunks of hair missing. Probably. Pulling it out and screaming. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, and the other day I just kind of revolt, had a mini revolt for about an hour and a half and sat down and read uh, volumes two and three of Lock and Key. Very nice, very nice. So yeah, I'm catching up. I'm I, it, and the nice thing about Lock and Key is that it, it's done, it's finished. So I know that I'm working towards right. an endpoint, and I've got three bo- books left. I've been buying them in trades as, um, as I end up at Borderless and buy them. So they they only ha- I've bought all of theirs. So they they're missing one through three now. There's four, five, nice. and six, and I hopefully nobody buys them before that. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. I am. Uh, so with Captain America coming out on on Blu-ray. Uh, I decided to go back and pick up some of the Ed Brubaker Captain America, uh, specifically the stuff that introduces Bucky as Winter Soldier. Uh, that's, I mean, it's Brubaker Captain America, so it's really good. It's the, the super spy kind of kind of stuff. Uh, that's been a lot of fun. Um, I picked up a massive uh, hardcover of Wednesday Comics. Nice. Uh, we mentioned that on the a special edition Sam Ellis podcast. Um, I'm really looking forward to to getting to crack that open i'm looking over my pile of doom at the moment and of course all of the covers are facing the other direction <laughs> suffice all to I say that it's pages. large son of a bitch uh it's not as bad as it used to be i've actually made some some progress on it this year oh good um making some good progress on my uh biography of um t.e lawrence lawrence of arabia that's been really interesting yeah what the hell else is there? Um, obviously, I've still got some stuff from from Baltimore Comic Con that I need to need to work my way through. Yeah, you mentioned something to me the other day about how you um, were rewriting the book as you went along. One of the books as you re- went along. Welcome to my world. That's what I do when I read books. I edit them in my head. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to keep reading the book. I'm going to give it a give it a, give it a fair shot and and see how it goes. But. Uh, I'm I'm a little disappointed at the moment, but I'm only like three chapters in, so it it could pick up. Nice. Okay. Well, um, I hope it does. There was one other dang thing I was gonna say. Well, obviously you're watching I'm... Agents of Shield and Gotham. All right, I'm watching those. No, there's another book. Hang on. As I'm just killing the show's momentum. You should edit out all those spaces. Oh, I got it. So. I am currently reading, and hopefully will be up next week. Actually, no, it'll be this weekend. Uh, a review of Alien Legion. It's from Titan Comics. Uh, they have um, a trade paperback of some of the old, uh, the old Alien Legion issues, and they have just been a whole, whole hell of a lot of fun. Nice. It's just just some some good '90s comics. Not like Rob Liefeld, I want to hurt myself, 90s comics, but like quality <laughs> 90s comics. Uh, um, and I just found out yesterday that there is actually a new Alien Legion series, like 
I was an ongoing as a mini also from Titan. Um, so I got the first four issues of that and I'm really excited to read those. I'm flying to Kentucky here uh, for the weekend. So I think those will be some airplane reading. Nice. That'll be good. Yeah. Titan puts out some good books, man. I mean, pretty books. They do a great job with yeah. the printing. I love that. I was a little, and I'll talk about this more when I do the review here, but I was a little uh, apprehensive when I saw it was a, a, a trade paperback because they put out such gorgeous hardcovers. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a really nice trade paperback too. So, great. So I was very, I was very pleased. That's good. I like it. All right. So obviously, uh, if you enjoy our podcast here, head on over to iTunes and subscribe and leave us a review. And if you want to check out more of what we do, you can go to thereforeigeek.com. Facebook.com slash Therefore I Geek or on Twitter at Therefore I Geek. And in addition, if you're in the Hampton Roads area, we will be at the Tidewater Comic Con. Yes. Yes, we will. October 19th. I think so. Let me look. And we will be in booth, I believe it's 313. You are correct. It is the 18th. 18th. I I was a day off. I said the 19th. So October 19th. Tidewater Comic Con, if you're in the general southeast Virginia, North Carolina area, come on over and check us out. And if you've noticed that some of our friends have t-shirts and you are at Tidewater Comic Con, we do have a few that we will be selling at the convention. Yes, we have have shirts. Um, At the moment, we will not be selling them online just yet. Uh, After the convention, depending on how things go, uh, we'll start looking into that. So for those of you who are not in the Tidewater area, you can get Therefore a Geek t-shirts, just it'll be a little bit in the future. Very good. So, once again, I'm Andrew. And I'm Tracy. And you've been listening to Therefore I Geek. Well, what I want is two, six and two is eight. Come on, baby, don't you Chicago.